Everyone, remain calm. Yeah, ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. And later there's running and screaming. Somebody talk to me, what is happening? Welcome to Jurassic World. You're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. You want to consult here or in my bungalow? <laughs> Hold on to your butt. Well, we're back. Hello and welcome to the 123rd episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. In this episode, we've got a bit of news to catch up on from the past two weeks. And then we have our monthly Jurassic Mailbag segment for November, of course, with Jennifer Tarek. In that segment, we'll be covering topics such as our criticisms of Muldoon to the Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom trailer and our thoughts on the marketing so far from Universal. You won't want to miss it. After that, we're going to jump into the audio lab and listen to a Jurassic World suite that was played at Michael Giacchino's 50th birthday concert. I did talk about that more in the mailbag as well. Then we'll hear from Jeff Goldblum on his role in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. So I hope everybody had a great Halloween last week and really enjoyed our Halloween episode. For me, it was a blast to put together, and I know a bunch of our contributors worked really, really hard on that one. So check it out and share it around. And please don't forget, go to iTunes, give us a five-star review, leave us some great feedback there so it lets everybody else know when they're searching for Jurassic Park or any kind of podcast that they know ours is a good one to check out and that everybody else loves it too. The only way we do better as a podcast is if you guys all support us and share it around and give great reviews. That's the only way podcasts really survive. So hopefully you can do that for us this week. All right, so enough of all that. We've got a packed episode for you this week. So why don't we get this one started off with a bit of Jurassic news from around the world. 18 minutes and your company catches up on 10 years of research. Access main program. Access security. These pictures were taken in hospital in Costa Rica 48 hours ago. I don't want to jump to any conclusions, but look. Boy, we hate being right all the time. But today, I guarantee it. Universal Studios Japan is the first park to introduce the Jurassic World brand to their entertainment lineup in a brand new parade coming in 2018 called the Universal Spectacle Night Parade, the best of Hollywood. This parade will feature the likes of the Minions, Transformers, Harry Potter, and of course Jurassic World. Along with the announcement came a bit of artwork, including that new render of the Rex that we've seen around, interestingly a gyrosphere, and a mountain peak up in the background, and uh, another uh, render of the Rex roaring in front of it. There's also some pteranodons flying above that peak, and some really fantastic coloring of reds and blues, and uh, a moon up in the sky. It's really awesome. Now the upper half of that artwork really reminds me a lot of uh, the coloring surrounding Kong Skull Island. If you've seen that movie, 
take a look at this artwork, it looks vaguely familiar. Now, the parade will feature music from the films, new floats using wireless tech that will sync the music and the movements, live performers, hopefully dinosaurs, and projection mapping. Now, if you don't know what projection mapping is, it's a really awesome new technique. Um, it's currently being used a lot inside Disney, and they're starting to use it a lot more in Universal. It's basically a projection that shoots images and videos onto basically any kind of surface that they map, and uh, it looks pretty realistic in a lot of ways. So this news has me very excited about this parade and what it's capable of. And I'm uh, super excited, obviously, to see what they project that's themed to Jurassic World to enhance the experience. So of course, I think this is great news. And I think a bit of a precursor to the upcoming nightly show at Universal Orlando. Now, those studios recently ended their nightly show called The Cinematic Spectacular, which did feature many of their iconic films, including Jurassic Park. Now that show ended but I think this parade in Japan will pave way for new Jurassic World content to be included in that nightly show in Orlando. I mean, come on, it's gotta be a given at this point, right? Well, hopefully they include all the films, not just Jurassic World, but I'll be sure to report that news as soon as it's announced. In the meantime, head to our show notes for the press release from Universal Japan. <laughs> Straight from Jurassic Outpost, it looks like there's a bunch of 25th anniversary merch coming soon for Jurassic Park. Now first off is a limited edition collectible coin that is limited to 5,000 pieces. It does feature the 25th anniversary logo on one side and a mosquito in amber on the other. So as well as that coin, Iron Gut Publishing is also creating a bunch of cool posters with either awesome artwork on it or actual shots from the film. Now, next up, there is a reissue of the Jurassic Park Junior novelization with all new color uh, images in there. Now, there's also a few more items here. Owen's Guide to Survival, um, something like a Lego paperback with stickers, I don't know. Uh, Tour Vehicle Deluxe Book and Model Set, that sounds cool. Incredibles Jurassic World Raptor Deluxe Book and Model Set, another cool one there. And uh, uh, my favorite one here is the Jurassic Park Little Golden Book. It has amazing artwork. I cannot wait to see this thing uh, fully unveiled. I will absolutely be picking that up as soon as it's released so I can read it to my son. I'm super excited for that. But uh, anyway, there's a lot of stuff to sift through there, so I'll leave it up to you to scope everything out via the outpost. Find the link in our show notes. Iron Studios, creator of high-quality collectibles, put up a video on their Facebook showcasing a slow-moving camera through one of the Jurassic Park Explorer Tour vehicles. Now, there's not really much to see in the video, aside from maybe the outlines of seats and a steering wheel, as well as the interactive CD-ROM in the front. Now, you do get to hear a familiar voiceover. It sounds like Richard Kiley in the video, so I think it's safe to assume that they'll be creating the Explorer in all its glory as a collectible. But until there's more information revealed, go check out the link in our show notes. I actually put the video right in there for you to watch. So it looks like Mondo Games is creating a tabletop board game for Jurassic Park called Jurassic Park The Chaos Gene with art by Matthew Woodson. All right, so after all those, those ones I read before, I am super pumped again for this one as I love tabletop board games. I really hope Mondo creates something awesome for us because there really is a lot to live up to with board games or tabletop games as there's you know so, so many great ones out there currently and from the past. 
Uh, there, so there really wasn't much in the way of news on this one, aside from the logo reveal, I guess, and a few characters I guess you can play as, such as InGen, Park Visitors, a T-Rex, uh, and a three-pack of Raptors. I'm not really sure how those all interact together. It's going to be interesting to find out. Um, there also was a quick reveal of, uh, I, I'm assuming, concept art with raptors and a rex looked all fun but i like i said i have no idea how this will all be implemented so stay tuned for more information on that i'll include links to the tweets i'll also put them in our show notes with the information from eric vespi and synapse we do have a birthday to cover from last thursday actually november 2nd it was whit hertford's birthday the kid from the dig site in jurassic park you know he's certainly grown up since then so wish the man a happy birthday next up we do have to acknowledge the anniversary of the death of michael Crichton. saturday november 4th we just recently celebrated his birthday but now we mark the ninth anniversary of his death i'm glad his legacy does live on here in this ongoing jurassic series thanks michael Oh, there it is. There it is. I'm not a computer nerd. I prefer to be called a hacker. Aren't you supposed to be a genius or something? I can't get Jurassic Park back online without Dennis Dendron. Incorporating all the latest technologies. We shouldn't be here. And there's five dinosaurs. How many Sarahs do you think are on this island? It's that time again. We are here again, and it's November, actually. It's the Jurassic Mailbag for November, and I am joined once again by the lovely Jennifer Tarek. How are you doing? Hi, welcome to the Jurassic Mailbag. There it is. You know, I, I was like, <laughs> I was like, well, let's get a good intro for this, but then I'm like, ah, forget it. Let's just wing it, you know? By the end of these episodes, we're off the rails, as usual, like every time. So why not start off the rails? And you're singing a, a, a theme song, and I have no clue what this intro is. But it's a mailbag. Who cares, you know? We're not even near the rails. The rails are not in sight. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I still don't know what kind of bag it is. We, don't, we, we, we never decided. Next month, maybe we can figure it out a little bit more because of December, like Christmas. And then what, my, what I was thinking about, <laughs> Santa, you know, all that. What you yeah. were thinking, I don't know what that was, but... <laughs> I don't know. I, I was thinking Mary Poppins, but you took it a totally different way, and yeah. I don't know what happened. Yeah. So, you know, we, we got a mailbag. Take whatever form you want. Uh, this week or month, we have a lot of stuff, actually. We have a lot of um, uh, emails here, a few voicemails, and some stuff from Twitter. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited to get into these. Some of these are really good. I kind of, you know, skimmed through some of them real quick, and uh, I think uh, I think there's some good questions in here. I'm excited. I mean, last week was last week. Yeah, it keeps last month. Thing. <laughs> last time we spoke was fun and awesome, and there were some great contributions there. So I'm ready. I yeah. guess I don't know. I don't know what month I'm in. So it's fine. yeah, I, I have no clue. These go go by so fast. Obviously, we keep saying last week, and it wasn't. It was a month ago. Um, I have <laughs> That's no alarming. idea. That's At least alarming. I mean, we have no songs to start off with. We have. I, I don't think there's a lot of I don't think there's like any video game questions that's gonna throw us off or Lost World questions or anything that's to throw you off. So I think we're ready. I think we're, this is gonna be a good one. I got so used to that. In a way, I'm already out of my comfort zone now. Like no <laughs> songs, no video games, no Lost World. What do I do? True. What, what well, do I say? I'll, I'll I'll throw you off balance here. You ready? I'm ready. This uh this is an email. It came from James and Steve from Jurassic Unicast. They just wanted to uh, uh, say something to you. So here, I'll, I'll read oh, it no. off here. Jen, this one's for you. 
Based on our pop quiz and your attempt of the God Creates Dinosaur speech, can you, for the audience, say it again, but this time under 20 attempts? (laughs) 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 Haha, all the best, James and Steve at Jurassic Unicast. (laughs) I hate them. (laughs) (laughs) I'm barely functioning. You're lucky I found my way to Skype here. Yeah. uh, I don't even know what month it is. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just said last week we did this. Yeah, you <laughs> probably no hope here. you probably recorded with them last week too, and that was like probably like two or three months ago. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like so it. you got the speech down. I mean, it maybe took you a few times last time, <laughs> but uh, you got it, I think, right? See, this is like this is this is not gonna make sense. I'm gonna sound drunk, but I'm gonna try. <laughs> It's like a baseball player when they're when they're hitting the the balls and they're going good, and then they hit that World Series win at the end and then they come back for like a reunion special or something and they're like do it again and they're like i went out on a high note i'm not gonna do it again and that's where i am right now that was the most convoluted thing i i've never seen a baseball reunion special so there's that um so i feel like i feel like you were talking about baseball and then you all of a sudden switched over to like real world or something like in the middle so I don't know. <laughs> We're off the rails. This is how we start yeah. off the rail. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know why. Why don't we skip that one and get into the actual an actual first email here, and uh, throw us both both off here because this is this is uh well, well let's just get into it. This is from Matt. He says, "Hey guys, first email. Sorry, it has to be a bit of a complaint <laughs> of sorts, but listening to your latest podcast on who." to survive with and who not to survive with you mentioned a certain gamekeeper and gave him a bit of a stick uh do you remember this one jen this question i do okay i do remember it was so amy's he, question i think was it? it okay uh he I goes know. on he I goes on to say uh, it's like her voice <laughs> <laughs> he goes on to say now the movie version is completely different uh well this is a typo so many here this is what it says now the movie version is completely different to the movie one but sticking with the movie version that's very confusing i think what he meant to say is the movie version is different from the book um so sticking with the movie version he is the only person on the island that sees them as a menace uh that they will be the raptors um also, his bravery was shown in his willingness to head out and get the kids when the power was off, followed by leaving this, the safety of the bunker after the raptors had gotten loose. While he did indeed die, his actions saved Ellie in that he used himself as bait for the raptor, uh, raptor attack, allowing Ellie to leg it out and survive in the end. His only downfall was not realizing he was walking into a trap from the side rather than the front. Uh, though against two adult raptors, none of them in the wild would survive long enough, uh, so he went out the best. Um, yeah, he also says, So while he maybe wouldn't be your choice, he would be mine, an experienced gamekeeper with the dislike for these dinosaurs, while also looking for the best option, not necessarily the best option for Jurassic Park. Keep it up. Uh, so that's from Matt. So. Okay. I mean, thanks for listening, Matt. And, uh, you know, I, I'm always welcome to people criticizing us. I mean, listen, did you hear this, the beginning of this episode? So. <laughs> Gave him a whole bunch of material now. <laughs> He's going to come back with an email next week. It's going to be like hey guys, long. Hey, guys, your intros are, are really terrible. You should think about stepping it up. 
Thanks, Matt. You should think about starting on the rails. And <laughs> you should on write them. a script and stick to it. Um, but um, no, I'm going to stick with my instincts here and just and continually say that Muldoon is a fool. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm going I, overboard on, on my criticism of Muldoon, but you know he he's he's a cool dude, but like he definitely messes up. To be honest, like he's not he's not the best. He could be better. Roland Tembo is better. And he's, you know, a very similar character. I do agree with you because even as you as you were reading that, he said how he didn't know they come at you from the sides and the front. But Alan Grant is talking about that at the beginning of the movie, and yeah. he's not an expert on raptors. Like he's just a dinosaur guy. This this yeah. Muldoon is supposed to know his raptors, like that's his thing. Mm-hmm. And if Grant knows that, just throwing it out at the beginning. I mean, he should know. Like, he should really know that the Muldoon guy should really know exactly how they hunt and and that. So, yeah, yeah. I agree with you. He he should have witnessed this firsthand, and Grant is witnessing it from the ground. Like, like just assuming based off of fossil evidence and whatnot. And yeah, Muldoon sees it firsthand, and and he still doesn't get it. And then, you know, like I said, I think in the last time uh, we talked about it, I don't know if this was last episode or not, but um, like. You don't make a quip. Don't say clever girl. Turn your gun and shoot. You know, I I get it from a movie standpoint. It's fun and you know it's it's clever. Um, no, but... you know what? That I like that because it's like the Titanic guy going down with his ship. But yeah. what's his face? Like that. That's cool. I like when people do that. So the clever girl didn't bother me. That's fine. That's but cool. I guess that's that's what it is. He's he's basically saying like, uh, you got you got the best of me. Go ahead you know eat away you know destroy me but it's just it's if that's the case why did he even bother turning the gun towards the raptor at that last (laughs) moment before he was eaten um i don't know i still think he's not the best like roland tembo is is, from the lost world is essentially like a very similar character uh he's a hunter um but you know he's used to that same sort of element and and all that, and he's he's a much cooler character, a much more sure of himself guy, and he's not like making mistakes, and you know he makes it out alive, even though you know it kind of you know hurts him in the end, but he he makes it out alive. Okay, I have a question for you and all the Lost World experts out there. Mm-hmm. So you have Muldoon in the first one, then you have the guy you just said, and then you have Owen. So would they all like build off of each other, would you say? Or are they not related? Or you think they're in the same line of character? What's your opinion? Um, I think I think Roland Tembo is, is like far and above both of those guys in terms of mm-hmm. like what he knows and what he can do. I mean... Owen, I don't feel like we've really scratched the surface of who he is and, and what he can do and all that. I feel like we know more about Muldoon from his, you know, short time in, in Jurassic Park than we do about Owen. I mean, yeah, we know, he, you know, Navy SEAL or whatever, and he's not part of the Navajo. We, we got that. We know that. <laughs> but, like, I feel like as a character, we know more about Muldoon. Like, you get a sense of it based off of the writing and what he's saying. But um, I think... I don't know. I, I guess they, they, the three of them, well, not really even Roland. He, he kind of just is making assumptions based off predators in the wild, like lions and what, whatever. But um, these two guys, the other two on the, the beginning and the end, they, they know firsthand, I guess. But Owen seems to know, like, what to do versus what not to do. You know, like, 
Muldoon obviously didn't know what to do when confronted with the have. creature. But if you have. if you put if you put Owen in his position in the first movie, Owen's gonna get eaten too. You know, it's not like he's gonna put his hand up and the raptor's gonna stop. That's just not what that raptor was. You know, like mm-hmm. that wasn't a trained raptor. These are very different raptors. They're they're but maybe more pets, Owen you know? would have not went in that situation in the first place because he knows I, how they hunt. I agree. Uh, that's 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 what I agree with. Sorry, because like. It's a trope in film that really bugs me is when somebody says, you go, I'll stay, like, I'll distract them. You get like, that doesn't make any sense, you know, because Ellie got out of there. Right. She made it. He mm-hmm. didn't. He, he didn't. Come on. He, let's face it. He didn't do anything to, to distract them. Maybe I guess. Yeah, he was maybe bait, but I don't yeah. know. I, I, I don't I don't buy that in movies in general. You know, maybe this situation is different, but in movies in general, that really bugs me when somebody says like, "I'll I'll hold them off, you go," and like it's always so dramatic, and then that person always dies or or gets yeah, injured or, or something. Or the stay here, I'll go look check it out. Everyone always goes, like no one stays there. Yeah, <laughs> that's another there, thing that bugs me it, too. It bothers me because you you're, you're always saying in your head like, "No, just go, go, obviously go." And and then because you, you know what's going to happen because it happens in every movie, doesn't matter if it's a you know a comedy. It probably happened in that too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's my my gripes, I guess, with Muldoon. And yeah, maybe maybe Owen wouldn't have gotten himself in that position. I'm not really sure, but uh, I'd have to like think about that one a little bit more. Yeah, we went off the rails of the rails on that. But I, I was just <laughs> curious about those three. I don't know the middle guy at all. So I that's, was just wondering how that works. That's that's disappointing because like he is one of the coolest characters in the movies. He's, so I hear. He shoots from the hip. He's like a, a very like tough guy, old school, like rugged dude, and he goes out with like the best in the best way possible. You know, instead of Muldoon giving a, a quip and saying something catchy and, and then dying, mm-hmm. um Roland Tembo goes out like, you know, he spent enough time in the company of death and he just walks off. He he wants no part of the rest of this. He he realizes it's like a fool's errand and he wants nothing to do with it. You know, even if he is offered a job at the park in San Diego, he's like, mm, no thanks. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go where, you know, I know what to do and, and where I can excel and, and do everything I want to do. Um, so he's just a much cooler guy. He has awesome like stories and, and stuff that he tells in, in the movie. And he just, he, uh, doesn't let anybody, you know, tell him what to do. It's, it's really great. But Muldoon is like, guys, I, I told it, I told you several times we need locking mechanisms on the vehicle doors. And he's like, nobody's <laughs> listening to me over here. I'll pull up my socks a little bit higher. <laughs> <laughs> that's not how he talked obviously but <laughs> that was the internal voice that's what he was thinking all the time I'm gonna yeah. pull my socks up even higher until you listen to me <laughs> I'm gonna get bigger socks next time yeah well um let's move on here to the next batch we have two voicemails from Yaroslav um so let's let's take a listen to this first one hey Brad Jen uh, this is Yaroslav, also known as Jaros428 on Twitter. Um, I'm just calling because I had this idea for a while. Thought it'd be cool if, um, it was added to the podcast. Um, it's not something I want to, you know, handle, but I think it'd be cool if somebody took it on or 
if uh, either of you guys wanted to do it. But um, you know, as you know, I'm also you know, I'm the artist and one of the artists in the community and um uh despite that I am actually a big fan of the the music um well the music and film. So uh the dress park scores, it's nice to see that everybody's actually a big fan. I thought I was one of the few people um in my early years of of being a fan. But it's nice to see that a lot of people are uh also fans of it. And uh I thought it'd be cool if we did some kind of like some uh section the podcast where we'd um play one full track from any of the films, you know, per episode and I don't know, make all like Jurassic jukebox or something like that. And uh maybe if you guys want to share your thoughts on the track and um, you know, compare it to another one that you feel is similar to or maybe um you know, you can branch off to discussion about uh any future score for the franchise, you know, obviously uh for Fallen Kingdom and um, you know, maybe like a musical arc, you know, because Lost World was pretty dark, so you know, what could be done with uh with music for the third film, I don't know. Um but uh I think a lot of people are expecting Fallen Kingdom to have a darker score like Lost World. Or at least hoping. So anyway, um yeah, I thought it'd be a cool cool thing to add to the podcast, you know. And uh, you know, I know Brad you use a lot of the tracks from the expanded scores uh throughout the show, so I know you definitely have uh the library, so it'd be cool to uh just get everybody, you know um you know, enjoying the score again, you know, so in case they aren't already. You guys wanna take it on. So anyway, love the podcast. You guys keep it up. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, dude. Um you know, I've thought about that actually a lot, um, you know, doing music episodes and stuff like that. It's just I just haven't gotten around to it, to be honest. <laughs> didn't you do like way back when you first started and you were with Dan? Didn't you do a or he he did a music episode where you did the best? Yeah, like most. I remember that one. That was a really good podcast. Yeah, you know, we we did. We did a few. Um, I think mm-hmm. maybe two or three or something like that. Um, we did one when the uh, when the first two tracks, I believe, or they weren't. It was like a mashup of music from Jurassic World before it was released. Um, you know, the first time we heard it. So we we did one for that, and we kind of analyzed it. And I remember like going through uh, the the song. Um, the park is closed. Or, no, I'm sorry. Nine to survival job. Um, yeah. And I was like, this sounds like the end of the movie. Like I'm imagining like, you know, epic shots at the end of the movie here. I don't know what's going to be in it, but I don't, I don't remember specifically what I said, but I remember like specifically that's the end of the movie and that's where this is going to be. And then it's going to, the film ends and then all of a sudden you get the credits rolling and that's where it comes in right at this point. And, uh, that, that came true. Um, we also... (laughs) They, they also had um, As a Jurassic World Turns. And I was like, you know, this is this would make a really good um, like introduction to the island. It, that's what it sounds like to me. So, And that's exactly what it was. I mean, <laughs> it was kind of obvious, I guess. But I was like, yeah, I feel like they're coming in on a helicopter. That's what it sounds like. And, you know, you get to see the park in motion. You get to see people working and dinosaurs roaming. And uh, that's what we saw. So 
That was one of the the first ones we did. That was so much fun, and I, I kind of I'm I'm super excited. Like f- I hope that happens again. You know, we get a few tracks released. I'm absolutely going to do that again. Um, and then yeah, then I think me and Dan did um, our like top ten or top five or something like that tracks. Um, now these were like both really early episodes, so they're like it's probably yeah. like probably like me like yeah um, my my favorite. My favorite song uh, was, uh, you know, this one. Let's play. Let's play. Let's play a clip, guys. I do remember them though, so I mean, they stuck with me enough to yeah. actually remember that you did them. So those, those are. I guess you have the point here because those music ones are popular and people like them, and enough that I actually remember them from way back. Yeah, you so, know what? What, what the case uh-huh. is, I, I wanted to do specific episodes like going like essentially track to track and kind of like getting the inside out on like all these all these different songs and comparing them in the film and you know what you know just everything you could about these music these uh these songs and i just haven't really found the right person for that because dan really doesn't do too much here he hasn't done anything in like i don't even know when the last time was um oh yeah you know i do know i do know what it was it was that um the year episode that we were all together and he he like showed up halfway through our recording and he was sitting in his car <laughs> so that was the last I thing he did i was doing it from the bathroom i think at work oh yeah <laughs> yeah you know you gotta record where you can um but, so yeah that was the last time i mean he he was a good person to do that with because he's knowledgeable in music and all that and i i feel like i have a good sense on a good handle on like all the the music and scores I, i've got a slight music background and all that and so i definitely want to do that so it's like it's on the back burner i need to find the right person jen do you are you into scores or anything like that or i don't know i don't think i'm knowledgeable i mean i enjoy it and i love them and i, I don't think i'm knowledgeable enough to really have a good conversation about it though because i do yeah. remember your podcast and he did know enough to really get me intrigued in it and stuff i didn't i would never know so yeah but um what about that that fede guy He's really good with music, and he's into that, and he has a background. That's true. Yeah, he is really into it. Um, I know I've talked about some other things with him, too, and, and uh, we've just never gotten around to it. I think he's in a different time zone, different country, so it might, it's like yeah. tough to get a uh, schedule down, yeah. but yeah, I'd like to work but on that, I, too. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's the one the one that I think of, his niche. Oh, yeah, definitely. Music, so. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, I'm super excited for what Michael Giacchino has coming for uh, Fallen Kingdom. And like Yaroslav said, I assume it's going to be darker of a score. I mean, that's kind of the sense we're all getting from, you know, the little that they've put out there is that this movie is going to be darker. And we all kind of, I feel like, maybe not you, but we all kind of feel like they'll take the Lost World route maybe. Maybe they'll pick up some of those, you know, scores and whatnot, reuse them. I don't know, but um, they did in, in Jurassic World, so why wouldn't he continue that theme? You know, he, he used... The original Jurassic Park themes, and then he even used the Jurassic World, uh, I'm sorry, the Lost World theme in there too. So, yeah, it's possible that he could use that again. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really excited. And uh, like, I, like I said, I want to get like actual episodes, full episodes devoted to music, and hopefully soon. I got to find somebody. Anybody out there? Anybody want to do it? And that the, that whole Jurassic Jute box, you should claim that. That's yeah, a good it's pretty title. good. I like that. <laughs> 
Um, he's got another one here. So this one um, pertains to actually sort of what we were talking about before. So, and it's a question for you again, Jen. So here you go. Okay. <laughs> hey, it's uh, Yaroslav again. Uh, this is actually a question for Jen. Um, what are your thoughts on Muldoon's socks? Uh, <laughs> today return? I don't know. There's a lot of talk in the community, in the, the dark side of the community, about his socks. So I don't know. I think they should make a comeback. So, yeah, let's hear what you think. <laughs> Peace. Wow. Should the that, socks return? That's his, his number one question. Well, you know what, though? I mean, that was a weird psychic moment because we just had a whole discussion about his socks and yeah. how they should be higher the whole... Yeah, <laughs> I think they should. I think they should return bigger and better than ever, have some patterns, go yeah. all out. You know, everybody wanted to see the return of the Barbasol can, you know, uncover it in the mud, you know, track it down. Forget about that. We we need to go back and find the socks. Like that's the key to it all. I think it is. It has. There's to probably be. a key in those socks. Like there that's could how be literal. a key to like a bunker that we didn't know about, <laughs> and it has like secret trained raptors in there too. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we, maybe that those raptors need to take out a big enemy in Fallen Kingdom. I think it could work. I am almost certain that's exactly what's going to happen. So the socks do need to come back. That's yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what Bayona's stance. Uh, actually, Stance is a great sock brand. If you're if you're into that, pick them up. They're really good. They last long. Um, but uh, I don't know what Bayona's stance is on socks. <laughs> but if he just like threw a little nod in there, you know, sort of like the Jeff Goldblum or the you know the Ian Malcolm on the book cover, um, you know, little things here and there, the Jurassic Park T-shirt. If they just had like a pair of like tan socks or whatever, you know, like hanging up or or just like in the leaves. You know, over a, a piece of wood or something. I that would make everything Leona worth it. Wears those socks every day in honor of this. Well, I mean, let's take let's take a serious question here because the visitor center is still there, right? Yes. How how thorough was their cleanup? Do you think? Because they didn't touch anything. The 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 um, banner is still there. Like the bones are still there. Like it's it's untouched. It seems like right. I mean. And we know Muldoon is just around the corner. Like, he, he got destroyed, obviously, we just talked about, like, right around the corner. So, did they, like, quarantine that off and just, like, forget about it? Like, is his bones still there? I don't know. The socks, they, they'd be walking through the forest, and then all of a sudden, there's socks. Yeah, they, I mean, yeah. everybody complained about those heels. Obviously, there was a good pair of socks and probably boots there, too. Like she could have just Somewhere. stopped. Forget about like having to stop at a store in Jurassic World. Forget that. Like or or bring her own pair of sneakers. You got a good pair of socks in the jungle. They might be soggy, but it's <laughs> worth it. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. That he, no, he may be did. around there. Nope. Yeah. Well, that's a good point. You know, like it. I don't know. I feel like if they didn't clean up any of the other stuff, what? Why would they have cleaned that up? You know, like uh, they might not. Well, you know, I always try to take that into consideration. The deleted scene from The Lost World, which you didn't even see the actual movie, let alone a deleted scene. But um, there's a scene where they talk about like the payments for the deaths of, you know, the people on the island. uh, Ray Arnold and Robert Muldoon and the the guy from the beginning, um, Joffrey. Um, Oh, and Gennaro, I guess. I don't know if they mentioned Joffrey, did they? 
Um, but um, so they mention that in that deleted scene, but you know, no other place do we ever talk about you know that at all. So it was deleted from the movie. So I'm just gonna assume that they left everything there and they never collected him. They know he died, but they can't find him because he's in the in the you know forest somewhere. You would think his family though would be like, "Hey, I want those socks back or something." <laughs> <laughs> oh my so, god, I did not expect that. I thought you were taking a serious turn, and you're like, "You know, want his body back?" You know, they're gonna get it back. Well, there's Forget nothing that. left of his body, so they might as well take the socks. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. <laughs> But that was a serious question. <laughs> yeah, I guess, you know, they probably would want the socks back, you know? Yeah, his hat or whatever. Like, a, a, you know, a nephew or something is like, I could really use a really high pair of shorts. <laughs> or no, no, it wouldn't be high because it's his nephew. Like, they're, they're actually normal size on his nephew because he's, you know, a young kid. Muldoon <laughs> yeah. obviously has a young kid nephew. Um, so. <laughs> I don't know. I was That's... thinking they could use the socks as like Christmas stockings or something. <laughs> In remembrance of our dear Uncle Muldoon. Because they're Muldoon. just so big. They're so high. <laughs> you know what kind of stuff Santa can, you know, fit in there. So. We're back to Santa in his bag. And yeah. I don't know how to tap His it. bag. That's a better way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow we See? forgot that word last last week, right? Last week? Yeah. We, we, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on here. Actually, speaking of, this is like a really relatable episode here. Uh, This is from Fede. And he says um, on Twitter, maybe it's a bit unoriginal, but what do you want to see in the Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom trailer? That's part one. So let's uh, let's go with that first. Well, that's a good question. We've been talking about what we're going to see in the movie forever, but the trailer, we never really talked about what could be in there. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh. On a whim. <laughs> go ahead. What do you want to say? Um, <laughs> no time. Go. Go ahead. Um, well, I do have probably probably a shot of them coming out of the water because we've already seen that. And probably like at the end, I'm guessing there'll be a lot of flashes of things. It'll probably be them coming out of the water. Probably running from something like the ashy volcano-y things. Probably running from that. Dinosaur shots, probably not much story or anything, more just flashes of things, hmm. I think. I don't know. I don't know, what yeah. Do you think? I-, I could see like an action-oriented trailer, kind of like what you're talking mm. about. Um, but I, you know, I've always talked about like I- how I'd love to see like a courtroom scene. And I've that's where I've always assumed like that or like a newscast or something that we'd see like some characters pop up again. Um but I would love to see something slow, slowly paced, but in the background, uh, kind of flashes of, you know, doom and destruction and, and dinosaurs and all that. Um, so like a very slow paced, like you see Claire or somebody trying to, you know, they're they're trying to book her for something in a courtroom or and then you get a flash of like a dinosaur or blue still still out there in the jungle somewhere. Um, you get a flash of like, you know. The visitors center, or uh, no, not the visitor center, the innovation center, um, you know, kind of decayed or, or falling apart or something like that. And then you get like you're back to like maybe like Ian Malcolm, just kind of like I feel like the entire trailer is going to be a voiceover from him. 
Oh, that's my See, assumption. I, I, oh wow, that's it, that's. I didn't even think. I didn't think they put any of the courtroom stuff in the trailer at all. But I, you know, that's what I want to see. That's that's on my big list. That's I my know. thing. My number one thing. Yeah. So like, that's what that's what we've assumed. We've always that was like the first thing there. we assumed is like we need to. How how would we get past the courtroom scene? I feel like that has yeah. to happen. So I want that. That. That stuff, and then I feel like at the so that you hear Ian Malcolm this whole trailer talking, and then at the end of the trailer you get that shot of Ian Malcolm that you you've wanted. Um, I feel like it takes like sort of like the the Force Awakens route in the way where, you know, you get the whole trailer, and then at the end it's like Harrison Ford and Chewie, or you're like Chewie, we're home, you know, like he does his yeah. little little thing. So I feel like that's kind of what it will be like. Um, yeah, I I don't think that they'd reveal him, even his voice. I don't know. I don't think they'd reveal him until the very, very end of the okay. flash in the trailer. But um, also, I, I think it would be very action-heavy and maybe a lot of flashes, but with even Claire's voice over of the courtroom, maybe. Or people like in that of what's going on, what's happened, kind of just bring you up to speed of where they are right now. Uh-huh. But not really show the actual scenes. Just use those as a voiceover and then do a lot of flashy things and then get like, the action-y flashes and then the Malcolm thing at the end. Yeah. I, I feel guess. like that's, I feel like there's no way around him being at the end. I feel like that's, yeah. that's a set, that's set in stone. I feel like, but, um, yeah, as far as what, what else, I mean, I feel like we, we covered it pretty good. I mean, we know that they're returning to the Island, so there's going to be shots of that Island. And why wouldn't they show like main street, you know, and what it looks like now or why wouldn't they show like flashes of blue? I feel like blue would have to be there. And even the, the Rex, I feel like the Rex would have to be there. And if there is a new dinosaur of some sort, whether it's a actual dinosaur or a hybrid, I feel like not a full glimpse, but like something, you know, maybe just yeah, teeth or like maybe just, just the eye. eye or, or yeah. Something. Um, and then we have new characters too, though. So. I was gonna say, don't. There's so much going on here. I mean, who knows? There's so much. Yeah. So I many mean, different parts, and then the whole manor thing, and then yeah. James Cromwell's in there, and and then Wu is in there somewhere. True. Crazy. You know what? There's I feel like I honestly, I feel like Wu will not be in the trailer. That's what I'm gonna call. I'm gonna say he's I'm not in the trailer because he he's like a, a a big question that you have. You know, where is he? Where did he go? Um, so I, I feel like that's more of a cliffhanger that you'd want to save for the movie. Well, it depends um, on where he did go, if they could glimpse it or not. Yeah, true. Yeah, I feel like, I, but I feel, I just feel like no matter what, whether he went to Costa Rica or, you know, Isla Sorna or one of the other, you know, the five deaths somewhere or, or anywhere, like, I just feel like no matter what we want to know and they'll, they're probably going to keep it secret. Oh, um, but then you have the whole dinosaur rights thing. True. They might play on that too. Well, that's like part totally... of the courtroom, I feel like, because outside of the courtroom, you know, typically you, you, there's always some sort of protest, you know, if it's a big yeah. case of some sort. So I feel like that's where that would come into play. I can't wait. It's going to be epic. Yeah. So I feel like we just described a pretty good trailer. Everybody should be really pumped. <laughs> um. <laughs> Well, let's see. I'm pumped. Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. So am I. I. It kind of like got me ready. I'm like, all right, let's let's just it's, see it. Like, like it's actually happening, dude. We've been waiting for how many years, and it's actually happening. We're actually gonna get a trailer soon. It's coming. Can't believe um, it. He also goes on to say, "Oh, also, I would love to hear some thoughts about the Jurassic World suite at Jacino's concert, if you didn't already." Um, now, if any 
that's the end of that. But uh, if anybody's wondering, Michael Giacchino, he turned 50 in uh, London at the Royal Albert Hall. They did like a, a concert. He, I don't, he didn't really conduct. I don't think too much at all. If he did, I'm not sure. Um, but um, somebody else was conduct, conducting like all his scores from different various movies, and uh, there was the full orchestra, and then on there was like a giant screen playing stuff, clips from movies, and all that. Um, there's a lot, a ton of celebrities like at this event. Um, people from essentially like every movie, whether it was a director or an actor of some sort. Um, Adam Savage, I think, you know, from Mythbusters, he he was like the the host of the entire thing, it felt like. Um, so, yeah, I don't know too, too much about it aside from that. But, um, Jen, did you get a chance to listen to that? I didn't. You sent it to me, <laughs> but then I went to dinner and got home and I got my coffee. No, I said No, that's okay, because <laughs> it, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to be in this episode. Um, I'm going to play a... a that sequence from from that uh, from that uh, concert. So what it is, you know, he um, Adam Savage um, kind of introduced some stuff, and then Colin Trevorrow came out, and then he introduced the you know Jurassic World and getting him on board and all that, and then uh, then they played a few songs, um, and what was it? It was as the Jurassic World turns, uh, chasing the dragons and nine to survival job. Um, so those three tracks, it was called like the Jurassic World Suite, they said, but, which is weird. Cause like, that's not the suite that's on the album, you know, it's, it's a bit different. So I would, I guess maybe because that one is a little bit too long, they didn't end up playing that one. Um, but for me, Fede, um, I didn't love it. I gotta say, <laughs> I really didn't love it. And Jen, if you, if you do get a chance to listen, I don't know if you'll catch, you know, pick up on these or not, but I've, I had a few issues with, I don't know whose fault it was. I, I feel like the conductor, but um, since he's the guy like, you know, doing everything and, and keeping everybody in, in check, um, there was a bit of timing issues in, in the beginning. Now, the, the view I was watching from was very close, so there shouldn't be any like discrepancy between the sound waves, whether you're in the back of the theater or the front. It was very close, so he's like right up there. Um, with the orchestra i guess essentially um so there was very weird timing issues and sometimes a conductor is is hard to follow i guess but they it did not sound like they were in time like i think it was as jurassic world turns like it just didn't sound right um and it, it corrected itself fairly quickly but then there's like transitions between this the uh three songs there um, so that was a bit different. We didn't, we're not used to those transitions, which is fine. Um, I th- overall, it was it was good, I guess. But there was just these weird moments. And, and Niner's survival job, um, there was a very strange transition. So uh, at some point in that song, there's like there's a. It starts off with the piano, very soft piano, and then later on it starts to grow. And then it, there's a transition at towards the end before it goes off on its big finale, um, where there's like piano again and some I just I think like continuous strings, and um, I don't know what happened. I I feel like there was a big mess up somewhere in there. <laughs> now maybe it's just me. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's something from this recording, but it did not sound. If it was definitely not accurate to the score. 
Now, of course, he could have changed it. He, you know, he had to arrange everything to fit in this concert and all that, and to fit as like a little suite. But this was just like besides that. It felt like it felt like whoever was playing that piano screwed up, and the conductor continued it until they got back on track, and then the music came back in. And another tip off for me is that the video that they had playing throughout that those tracks, it was just like scenes of a jungle. And then, like, a logo of Jurassic World, some more jungle shots, like a fossil or something. And then, at the very end of that song, which is is obvious, they, they played the, the last scene of the movie. So you get that camera where the it goes around the back of the Rex, goes around the side, the Rex roars, and then the screen turns black. But it, the, the song, or the, the film, ended, like, ten seconds before the music ended. And it was very awkward looking mm-hmm. like it just and I went and actually watched a few other um, of the scores of different movies and they were all in sync perfectly. Now, usually like when you go to like a movies, um, a movie concert of sorts, like where they, they actually play the score with the movie, they actually like have this like screen in front of the conductor that keeps them in time. So they know like that they're not falling behind because the music actually has to match up with the scenes and correlate to you know the action and all that. And I'm assuming that same thing happened here, but something happened. <laughs> it was just weird. So maybe I'm being too nitpicky, but see if you see if you watch that and if you have any issues with that. I don't know what Fede has if he has any issues or not, um, or if he just wanted us to talk about our love for it. I don't know, but. Um, <laughs> I don't really have love for that. The rest of the concert, like I listened to the Rogue One stuff. It was awesome. Sounded great. Perfect. Um, it fit with the movie that was playing on the on the screen. There was very obvious transitions in that one. So I don't know. I don't know what happened, but something happened. Okay, yeah. I got to watch that So I'm curious now as well. But this just proves a point that Fede should be your Jurassic Jukebox partner and yeah. I should I don't qualify because I didn't even watch it. But I, I do I should watch it though. I mean that Yeah, it's good it's fun to it's a good thing to see anyway because you get to hear the intros and everybody and, and Colin talking about, you know, uh Michael Giacchino and all that. And it it's funny because if you if you watch some of the other ones too, they they all like um jab at him, you know, kinda make fun of him and joke about him and stuff like that. it's sort of like a roast in a way. Um so it's it's a lot of fun. And and the you know, it's great music and stuff like that. So it's worth listening to. Yeah, I gotta do that. Um let's see. I think you know we're gonna go to a voicemail here. Uh this one is from J Jurassic, I think. <laughs> hey, what's up, Brad and Jen? It's yep. uh, J Jurassic here. <laughs> I'm. I don't really have any questions. Uh, just calling in to say that um, <clears throat> I really love this segment. It's hilarious hearing all the different things that people ask and how a lot of us, uh, a lot of the fans out there. I think we know so much about what's going on with Fallen Kingdom. We're just fans ourselves, creating a fan podcast. But it's always great to hear this. Um, I really enjoy this segment. And I just wanted to drop by and say hello. That's about it. I don't really have any questions. And, um, yeah, keep it up. This is a great segment every month. It's always fun. And I'm betting Jen still hasn't seen Lost World. (laughs) Um, 
I'm pretty sure she hasn't. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> All right, guys. Uh... <laughs> See ya. Oh, I'm sorry, Jen. I feel like it comes up every time. You were supposed to tell such a nice message. <laughs> and then that happened. <laughs> but he's right. He should have bet. He would have won. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but... uh, it, it, It'll happen. Yeah, I, I think we got to do the, the commentary. I feel like that's what it's got to come down to. It might need to come down to that. Yeah. I just need a moment to force myself to not work on something and do that instead but i just never do that yeah you'll get to it no big deal i'll I'll cover your you know your your uh i don't know what i'm trying to say (laughs) (laughs) what are you covering i'll cover i'll cover for you i was like i went i like added too many words i said i'll cover for you and that's it so i know the movie you don't it's okay are you are you gonna physically bring me a blankie or are you just gonna yes good night jen tuck in have a nice night. What's going on now? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, it's I, I I do love this yeah. segment. Obviously, as he just said, yeah. it's ridiculous and funny and, and stupid. Hopefully, if people think it's funny, I don't know. But no, um, you know what's great? We we sit here for however long and just crack each other up and just be ourselves. But it's great that other people don't find that annoying and they actually enjoy it. I hope. I, yeah. I, I'm shocked that they actually <laughs> enjoy it. But I'm I'm pleasantly surprised because I enjoy doing it and I'm glad that they enjoy listening. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, and uh, you know you're going to be a little disappointed here for this next one. Um, it's from Amy, but oh, you know Amy. it's it's not a voicemail, so you don't no, get to hear her Amy. voice. <laughs> so instead, you get to hear my voice. You better be cheery and friendly and sound exactly like Amy. No, because I I feel like if I did that, it would just come off as like insincere and it wouldn't like sound as good as hers so uh, i'll just well, read hard it to sound as, as good as perky i mean it, I it brightens my month i know voice, sorry like, i feel bad how does amy feel now that she didn't get to brighten your month i don't know i i'm sure she's there in spirit oh of course okay. well you'll see here um she says hey guys it's amy this month i'm doing things a little bit differently by sending in an email instead of calling due to a cold nobody wants to hear that Um, I hope you guys had a great Halloween. I loved seeing all the Jurassic Park-themed costumes from the community on Twitter. So this month, I have a question for the both of you. If it came to me, or it came to me last month when I read the article that you posted on Twitter about uh, Jurassic Collectibles creating the the night vision goggles, which, by the way, was incredible. I loved reading all about the details and the time that he put into it. Well done. My question from that is, if you could have any item that was in any of the Jurassic Park movies, what would it be? Besides the night vision goggles, because let's face it, we all want them. Uh, I personally have always wanted Hammond's cane with the mosquito encased with amber on top. I think that it would be so cool to have the real one. Looking forward to hearing your responses and hope you all have a great day. Best, Amy. I love that question. I love when people ask me this question and I love this question because there are so many ways you can go with it. And I always have my one thing that I've been wanting since ever, since I first saw this film. And I think I've mentioned it once before, but it's Nedry's squeezy stress toy. Oh, wow. You're going simple there. (laughs) Huh? You're going pretty simple. You you don't need anything like too elaborate or anything like that. You just need... Like I said, we can go various 
degrees. I can I can really think it through and get something really sentimental. And I mean, there are plenty of things definitely throughout those, but that squeezy toy has just—it's—it's it's been in my in my heart for so many years. It's, and you know what? Did you know? I I just went to Universal in September in California. I think it was in California. And you know, whenever you board the river adventure you get in your raft and they have that little area where the employees are sitting behind glass like watching people mm-hmm. getting their thing there is the squeezy toy on like the counter is behind those windows i saw it i oh, josh man. had to grab me because i was gonna go get it <laughs> it was there that's it was, awesome it's like up there i don't know if it's in orlando because <laughs> i never noticed it but i was just there in september in california and it was sitting there and i almost leapt up out of the boat to receive it but wow I mean, I, I can get an I can think of another heartfelt one, but honestly, that's what I've always wanted. I, I'm trying to think. Uh, this is tough. Um, yeah, the night vision goggles were always so cool. You just you know, as a kid, you just wanted to put them on, just like Tim. Um, what else is there that's like unique, like a prop of some sort? Um, I mean, like the raptor claw from Grant. Um, I didn't have that one, obviously, but I had a fake you know it was made of like i don't know what it was like plaster or something it was it was cheap and and everything but it it broke which i was like super upset about as a kid but um i had that raptor claw for a very long time and i loved like having that and like redoing the scene and like acting it all out that was such a, a cool thing to have um that's not like i mean it's not like the coolest thing but what else is there well, here's something, another update, I guess, from California. Whenever we went to Universal to go, you know how they have little props? They have the flare and um, Claire's badge and the wristbands, mm-hmm. the, the boys' wristbands. That All that was gone. They don't have it on display anymore. Oh, no? We were really sad. No, we even asked. It was supposed to be in the um, the information room, you know, the, the yeah. whatever, the help desk or whatever and they had that movie that three kings or whatever that new movie is king kingston king kingsman kingstown yeah kingsman <laughs> that's it that they had how so close they had um <laughs> those those props there instead and we went in and we asked them, where's the Jurassic world props like oh we took them out they're not there anymore oh, we man. put the stuff in we were heartbroken because i didn't get to see it i never got to see it yeah i'm we're, we're probably missing like some really cool thing um mm. I mean, like, if you want to, like, step it up a little bit, I, I always wanted, like, an actual RV, like that camper from The Lost World, which you, uh, of course, don't know again. Um, but <laughs> it was very cool. I mean, you've probably seen maybe the toy or something like that floating around. You've, I'm sure, no, seen I've it. No, I've seen but... it. They have it on the – back to California. They uh, have it on the Backlot Tour, the big um, truck thing, the mm-hmm. big thing. Yeah, that like the, it, the it, yeah. RV thing, it, it was so so awesome and, like – to have that in real life would be insane, but uh, you know, the guys do that that uh, are redoing it now, so that's awesome. They got the thing, um, but yeah. my my this I mean doesn't I've talked about this before, but um, my mom got the um, Mercedes M class from the Lost World, like the the sort of camo vehicles from that one that that Eddie got torn apart in, um, and I always felt like this is awesome, like we got that truck from from that movie that's so cool um but I, i'm gonna stick with that raptor claw i really want like that that's so cool well what about the giant hammond statue in jurassic world can i put that in my living room 
Sure, why not? Take that. Okay, since we're <laughs> since we're going for it, you know, I'll, I'll upgrade from the little Nedry Squeezy toy to the Hammond statue. Yeah, yeah, you might as well, you know. Tiny upgrade. <laughs> you know, Amy is kind of in luck here because I don't know if she's seen it or not, but the uh, the cane, like at least the replica, does exist where you can buy it and everything. Um, it's from Paradise Collect uh, Collectibles Group, so it's like a you know. There is our friend Eric here. Um, he he runs the company and he actually produces these. And you know, I believe it's you know, I, I don't know if they're affiliated, uh, like selling it with Chronicle Collectibles. I think that was the case. I'm not sure if that's always the case, but um, so they have this uh, exclusive cane. So if you want that, Amy, go ahead. I mean, it could be yours. And I, I have a question for listeners. If anyone knows this information. Um, like I said, at, at Universal in California, they do have the squeezy toy sitting there. Now, is that a replica or is this ride full of actual Jurassic Park props? Because huh. this is in California. This is the one that they built, you know, with it and everything. I mean, are there other props there? Is that the real squeezy toy? Because <laughs> it's behind glass. I mean, it's there. It's safe. No one's going to get know. it. I can't imagine. You know, I, I feel like that would just be like something so cheap that anybody could just pick up <laughs> anywhere but it's the same one yeah. like where do you get those from <laughs> i don't know we're gonna find them somebody's gonna like send us a link be like here here you go it's only two dollars go ahead it's 99 cents <laughs> but it's it's like it's i don't see them i've never seen them anywhere else except in the movie and right before you get on the ride so. yeah Someone needs to solve this mystery for me because this, this is a big deal. This is my thing. Like, this is what I want from the movies. Well, I hope it makes that noise, too. Like, I want it to squeak. We're, we're pretty easy to, you know, to, to I, I, again, don't know what I'm trying to say. Pretty easy to satisfy. There it is. There. That's the word. Um, all we need is a squishy toy and a raptor claw. That's it. That's I mean, it. and I, like, if we want to go big, I'll take the Hammond statue, yeah. and I'll take Claire's flair. Sure, it's no longer <laughs> on display, so what else are they going to use? Could it be for? yours. I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> uh, let's move on to the next one here. It's from. It's an email from Caleb Burnett. He says, "Hey guys, it's Caleb Burnett at Caleb Composed on Twitter. This is my first time writing into the mailbag." I have to say the podcast is fantastic. I love it. It helps me get through the workday on a regular basis. Anyway, I have a few questions for you. Number one, do you like Ian Malcolm's character better in Jurassic Park or The Lost World? And which version of Malcolm do you hope to see in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom? Number two, do you think that we'll get any surprise character appearances or deaths in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom? Number three, uh, what do you guys think about the sparse marketing so far for Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom? Would you rather have a ton of promotions uh, up to the film's release or a minimum level? Thanks, guys. Keep up the awesome work. Well, Caleb just beat me in fantasy football, so I don't know if I want to answer anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really Caleb's awesome. He, he's always interacting online and stuff, and he just beat you apparently. So he did. sorry, dude. I was set too. I was I was getting it, and then the last minute, you know, Jimmy Graham. Anyway, yeah, you I guess guys have I'll the uh, the, the Jurassic like uh, fantasy football league or something, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to talk about it. Okay, <laughs> moving on. What was his first question was about Ian Malcolm. Ian Malcolm. So of course it was. Yeah. Um, so yeah, your answer is number one. I'm assuming the first movie. 
Yeah, I mean, either way, I don't know. Maybe just a whole different version. I'm not a big fan of him to begin with. Yeah, yeah, we've heard that. Um, yeah. Um, for uh, it's so tough. I mean, I don't think he can be the same guy from the first movie because of all the, you know, unless I just erase all the, you know, past history of him as a person. But you know, maybe fourteen, however long it was between whenever he. Oh, no, it was longer than that. Um, yeah, I guess uh, 21 years. Um, he's probably healed. You know, he's probably like a better guy now. He's probably forgotten about it. Um, so, I mean, maybe he is more towards the Jurassic Park version. You know, The Lost World, he was kind of like scarred, you know, from his experience. He was a, a bit more afraid than he was the first time around. And and uh, I don't know, maybe he won't be that. Because I, I can't imagine he's going to get into any kind of crazy situations. Um, so I think he's just going to be calm, collected, you know, cocky, and he's going to tell it as it is and, and give his opinion. So I don't, feel, I don't feel like it's going to be, I don't, I don't think it's going to be like comparable to the versions that we've gotten before. I hope that's the case. Cause I, I want, I think I want to like him in this one, especially, especially since he's come back and it's, it's good. Is it kind of a lot riding on that for him? I think. And yeah. I do think they should make him different and show that time has passed and that years have passed and he's different. But I mean, obviously the same same guy, but different. I'll take a different. And I hope neither. Uh, my answer to that is I don't want him to be like neither, just yeah. unique. Yeah, that fits. Um, number two here it says, will we get any surprise character appearances or deaths? I want to say no. I don't think they can really hide much. Um, and they wouldn't want to hide much. Like if they were bringing in some surprises, I don't think, I think they'd want to promote that as much as possible. Um, or would know of it by now mm-hmm. and surprise deaths. Probably not. I don't think that's what this is going to be about. I mean, we know the dinosaur T-Rex is probably going to die. We know Dr. Wu is probably going to die and it's pretty obvious what's going to happen there. We just don't know how. So it's more the how, not the what, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, they're they're not the greatest at keeping secrets over there, you know. They, uh, we, we tend to know a lot about what's ha- what's coming, and you know, even if you go to like, you know, the Force Awakens, there was spoilers about who was dying in that movie, you know, weeks before it came out, and you kind of either read it or you didn't, and you either you were still surprised, I guess, as to like how it happened, I guess, but. Um, you still knew, and it still was not technically a surprise. But so I can't imagine that like surprise character appearances or maybe even deaths are hidden at this point. A death I could see maybe being hidden, um, but uh, appearance maybe not. I don't know. It's tough. Um, but I'm gonna go on a limb. I feel like this is a, a, a huge limb, but or, or a tiny limb, I guess, because it's gonna crack and I'm gonna fall off and look dumb. But uh, I'm going to say there's going to be a death. A death? Yeah. Well, there's definitely going to be deaths for sure. (laughs) But a a major one. I'm going to go really far out on a limb and say Chris Pratt's going. (gasps) What? (laughs) That's hilarious. No way. They would not lose that much money. No. Uh, I know. I know, right? Like. I, I know I have that same feeling, but I, I also know like he is just so popular. Like, 
you know, he he has, you know, all the Marvel movies to look forward to. And yeah, I guess he can make it work. But, you know, they, they keep talking about how uh, Guardians 3 is kind of like the stepping off point for the new uh what do you what do they call their uh the new phase or whatever that the, that they're doing over there um so i don't know i mean he's going to be a big part of all the the avengers movies and the i mean which is they filmed the first one the second one i think is filming now and i don't know so maybe he won't be too busy um, but so but who knows so it's not it's not a matter of the character dying for any shock value or purpose it's because chris pratt's schedule you think that's what i would assume i mean that's the that's the only reason i would assume that he'd die and no i don't think and because i, I, I think don't. it is claire's story but i don't know how much they'll stick to that or not it is Claire's story, and she deserves the story, but they're not not—they're not going to let him go. I mean, look how much marketing value he has. Yeah, yeah. Even if he's in the movie, I mean, he didn't film that much. So even if he's in the movie just a little here and there, he's still going to be the lead of everything. That's, they, they're guess. not going to let that. And he, and he kind of has loyalty to them because he did get cast there before anywhere else. So. Yeah. I mean, like, there's there's a great possibility of bringing in anybody else after that. You know, they could find another marketable character. Um, they could even bring back Grant or, or Ellie, you know, or Billy or or <laughs> Eric. Okay, you have Chris <laughs> Pratt or Billy. Eric. I mean, Eric and Chris Pratt, same <laughs> difference. Who cares, you know? Oh, my goodness. See, see Chris, he holds the key to the this generation, the younger generation. Yeah. Like, they're going for him. So Look, I said I'm going out on a limb. I'm just I'm That's taking a, a wild guess. You That's are falling. You're, you're in the falls. <laughs> I I'm see the you falling going kingdom, down yeah. and waving. But... Uh, yeah, so that's that's my assumption, and you don't think we're going to get much of anything there. So. No, I'm not expecting any surprises with that. Um, number three here, then. Um, what do we think about the sparse marketing so far, and would we rather more or less? I would like creative marketing. Not so much as a ton of stills, spoilers, and trailers, but more involvement with the community, maybe some contests, and just, um, just different things to get people involved and remember that there is a movie being processed because i think a lot of people probably forgot already by now if you're not involved like we are you, you just forget and then that poster doesn't help because it doesn't have two on it anywhere and so from a distance it looks like the old movie and they're not doing too much here and i, I wouldn't mind seeing something even just mm -hmm. extended universe or just something yeah you, you made a really good point about the poster looking too similar in a way um, and, uh, and people not knowing because I still see it constantly on Twitter, you know, if I'm just searching hashtags or whatnot, people are still saying like, oh my God, I didn't know an another Jurassic World was coming out. And we're literally, you know, a few months away from a half, a half a year away now. Um, so it's just kind of crazy that the marketing is not even to that level where people still don't even know you know they have no clue so I, I agree with you i kind of want more interaction between them not necessarily stuff yeah just a reminder that it's there because i get i do get tweets all the time a couple times a week of people um 
sending tweets to VH Network saying, oh, is there going to be another movie? Are they making another Jurassic? Like, because just last week I was posting a lot of Jurassic stuff and people were saying, oh, are they going to make another movie? When are they making it? Are they going to put this out? And I'm like, it's filmed. It's done. It's going to be out this year. They, they had no idea. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's strange because we're, we're so involved in it. Everybody on this podcast, everybody listening to the podcast Everybody knows, like everybody, a lot of people that are involved in the community on Twitter and whatnot and elsewhere, I guess, wherever, you know, you participate, um, everybody knows, but it's those people on the, the outskirts that have no clue. And yeah, I mean, we're, we're hitting the point where the marketing would kind of jumpstart anyway. Uh, I mean, some movies take a, a, an approach where they go like way in advance, but not all of them do. So I think we're at that mark where it's like it's gonna start happening, and then we'll then everybody will know. So I, I have no f- doubt that it'll be you know obvious that there's a new movie coming out. But as of right now, I'm okay with um, the level of stuff. I guess we've gotten. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I would like to see maybe a little bit more, but um, but that interaction I feel like is key, and and it just hasn't really happened. I mean, they, exactly. the, the Twitter that. page has done like, you know, little videos, fun videos and stuff like that. But there's there's still no like recognition about a new movie. It's all like, what's the five best scenes from Ian Malcolm or, exactly. you know, the five best dinosaur mo- moments. It's always like top fives or whatever. Um, and then like then they'll post happy birthdays and stuff like that. But most of the fan community is already done. Like they've already all said happy birthday. And then like hours later at night it's like oh here here's a happy birthday from us so i feel like they're behind it so they need to get like on top of it a little bit more and uh interact with the community and they have that page on their website which doesn't make any sense it has been completely inactive and it says i I think it it says like Jurassic community or community or something like that and it has one picture i think in like a few posts or whatever but nothing else so that that I feel like is a place where you could utilize different people from the community or different uh, you know or even just retweeting things or posting different things on there you know or, or just interacting with different groups from the community it could be a really cool place for people and uh, they're kind of failing on that aspect yeah so you hit exactly what I was saying because there is a strong community here and everyone um, contributes something different and for them to just ignore not only the film they made but the community as well and just assume that we're all all on board and we are because we have no control of our lives but assume that we are all on board and I don't know that's kind of taking advantage they could do so many things and there are so many different parts of the community out there that they can include especially if they do have a community section on their website yeah they're gonna i mean there's so many things you could do you could do features you could feature different things every podcast every website every whatever i mean you could just do so many things and yeah there's just endless there and that doesn't have to give away anything it just gets people involved and invested and then that'll spread and at least it'll bring awareness that they're alive and working mm-hmm. on the site and that there is might be something coming in a year here but i mean they haven't done anything at all and that that's disappointing it's 2017 come on yeah people are connected it, it's funny because like be doing that. we all feel like we should be a part and be helping and we are i mean we're, we're doing our 
share you know we're, we're talking we're about it doing their job really that's what we're doing <laughs> we're talking about it here every week other podcasts are talking about it you know and other websites are talking about it and everybody's doing like a great job at producing their own content uh, universal's not doing too much aside from these little quick, quick videos and happy birthdays and stuff like that but yeah i feel like they need to utilize everybody and kind of you know get something going and um I was going to say something about it. I forget where I was going. I lost my train of thought. But um, yeah, I feel like I feel like there needs to be more. I mean, that would be really incredible to not only honor the people who have stuck by them during this hiatus. I guess is three three years of time where people have been working and putting effort in to support their um, whole franchise yeah. and just it'd be so great to include them and be like thanks here's the spotlight here for you or here's this and just something well, I mean, even it can't be that spotlight. hard it's not even about having like a spotlight it's like we we serve our our own community you know here and like i'll post stuff on like reddit and stuff like that and and get like no reaction from anybody so it's like very strange on like the the jurassic park reddit on there so like there's a lot of great fans on there, but there's like zero interaction. So I feel like it, it's just like, I don't know. I, I, it's not about the spotlight. It's about getting the information out there. So like I'll post it on Reddit. Like here you yeah. guys are. If you I, yeah, I didn't listen, mean like a ahead. spotlight spotlight. I meant just to bring people's attention. That yeah. We're doing stuff. Exactly. Like it just, just the fact that there's other fans out there. Because if somebody visits JurassicWorld.com, they might not necessarily know that um, you know, our podcast exists, Jurassic Outposts exists, you know, all this stuff. They might not know that these outlets exist. Um, so it'd be nice for them to kind of say that, you know, there's other fans like you out there, you know, pay attention exactly. and, and follow and these communities or interact or because everybody, everyone has something that they offer and everyone's interested in different things. And like, if you do everyone, we're all connected by Jurassic World, Jurassic Park. So if you do go to Jurassic World, their website and you go to community and if you saw a list of things you can easily pick where you fall and what you're interested in and it'd mm-hmm. be right there for you instead yeah. of just being like oh well here's an inactive site i'm gonna go watch star wars instead like, that's <laughs> what's happening i'm yeah. sure yeah you're probably right i mean they they might be losing people here and there and uh you know us you know here at the podcast or other websites can only do so much to get the word out there because there's just people that will will never know like they will never see us or, you know, somebody's post. If Jurassic Outpost, like, writes a, a great article, like, there's people that are just not going to see it, unfortunately. And it's funny because, like, I'll listen to, like, a podcast um, from a, ma- a major, like, um, movie website. And even they're saying, like, people just don't know that, you know, this, you know, anything about the Marvel Universe. So, like, they're, they're talking about, like, what's part of the Marvel universe and people they're like people don't know what's part of that universe and people don't know this or or that and and it's funny to hear even a a major website talking about it or you know so it's not just affecting like smaller communities it's affecting all of film communities that people just don't know what's going on so I guess it's kind of like you need to infiltrate like the everyday person in a way and yeah you know Jurassic World and and their website and their their Twitter and their Facebook have the best opportunity to do that i mean i'm sure they get more hits more views than anyone in this community combined all of us combined oh definitely yeah tenfold and they post the same like birthday message that's it that's what (laughs) they use their soapbox for 
And yeah. it's like, come on, you got all the resources in the world here working for you for free just because they out of love and you're just going to not even acknowledge. And I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's that's our, our really deep thoughts on the marketing. Yeah. <laughs> We're, we're clearly invested in this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's not about being recognized. It's just about getting no. the information out there for people that want to participate. To people who want it. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's definitely not about saying, look how great I am. It's no, more no. someone who just wanders in and they're like, I'm interested in this. I don't know where to go. So I don't know. I'm just going to leave. Yeah. Kind of thing. So um, this we're down to our last one here. We've been going for quite a while, over an hour now. Um Let's uh, hear our last voicemail from Veronica, our best friend. Besties. Hi, best friend. It's me, Veronica. Um, I'm going to go off my Twitter post that I, like, tagged you guys in about how Jeff Goldblum has a small part in the new series. And I just want to say how disappointed I am. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. But, like, I don't know. I just, I just, like, want everybody to come back in these next movies. I'm assuming they're going to continue on the franchise. I don't really know. But I, I don't know. I just hate when people do small cameos like that. They bring them back just for, you know, that nostalgia effect. But I really, I don't know if you can hear it, but I'm, like, extremely disappointed, like, if you're going to bring back a character from the movie and even from the book series, anything related to that in general, you should give them a bigger part. Do you guys know what I mean? Or do you guys, like, feel what I feel? Oh, I don't know. So I wanted to ask you guys, like, what your thoughts were on that. And then also, if this fan, if this franchise, excuse me, continues on, do you think that they're going to bring back you know, all of the characters from the previous films. Like, or I mean, like, not previous films, but I mean, like, Jurassic Park. Do you think they're going to bring back, like, Ed, Ellie Sattler, Dr. Grant, maybe Lex and Tim? You know, like, do you think there's a possibility of bringing back those, like, main important characters back into the context? Um, I also think it'd be cool if they just, like, brought everybody back from the other two movies, too. I don't know how they could do that. I don't know if it'd be relevant. Anyways, uh, <laughs> um, to make this uh, conversation short, uh, yes. So tell me what you guys think about Jeff Goldblum's relatively small part. And if the franchise continues, do you, what like characters would you like to see come back if that happens? All right, besties. I will talk to you guys on the next Jurassic Mailbag. I love you guys. You guys are the bomb. I really wish I could meet you guys in person, but I'm pretty sure we live in all different states. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, yeah. All right, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. That was awesome. I love that. <laughs> I love that. I, I do. I have so many strong opinions about this. Do you want me to go? Go or ahead. Do you go? Take it over. Okay. So, <clears throat> I like that he has a small part in this movie because um, I, I agree. Oh, I have so many things going on in my head right now. Okay, so <laughs> I definitely agree that 
all three should be back, or and even the kids or whatever in the final one. If we're we're getting one more after this, Veronica, just you seemed unsure. We are probably most likely, absolutely certainly, getting a third one after after this one, and that would be the time. And I think it should happen to have everybody, those three back, and even maybe the kids. I don't know where that falls in the third. I mean that that's exactly how you should go out. That's exact. That's what should happen. Now, the Jeff Goldblum quickly here, because I kind of have my heart set on the full reunion thing in the third, I'm cool with him just having a little cameo just to like get attention and people excited about it, and it's fine. Because hopefully in the third one, they, they really pull it together. Um, Jurassic World obviously felt really good on its own. It didn't need any of the originals, and it, it introduced a whole new... Um, angle which was great and number two is kind of that way too so that's why I don't mind the small role but then the third one the last one it really should tie everything together I would love to see everything tied together so I'm, I'm cool with his small role here in the second one it's fine with me hmm. what's your opinions well uh, yeah I mean assuming you know we get him to come back uh, you know for the third one um, I'd be okay with a smaller role I guess but since I don't know, like if he's gonna be back, um, which I feel like, I feel like no, I feel like the answer is no. Like this is it. Oh but, man, I don't feel that. That no? would hurt me. I feel like I need it. I need that that full circle thing. I. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, know. I don't feel like that's this franchise. Unfortunately, I, I just don't feel like that's what it is. You know, I always compare this to Star Wars, but this it's the most obvious comparison, I guess, because of it's the only one of the only other like big franchises that does all those things. Like they do tie, you know, things into a bow and like kind of, you know, come back around. But even in even in The Force Awakens, there was moments where you know, Han Solo never met Luke in that movie and Luke never met Leia and so there was never that moment where they were all together um well, and that now that can't happen Star Wars though like there this well, is this this potentially could be the last Jurassic true but i mean this is their last go at it most likely too but that's what i mean like that's the kind of franchise that does those things this one i feel like just doesn't do that like it's just, it's not about like i don't know I, I, don't I feel know. like I don't they feel like should. It is. In I, the last one. In the last one, I, I I hope that they'll get Grant, at least Grant and Ellie back. Um, I feel they should not for a huge role. I don't mean like a huge role, but I mean just to tie it up. I they should be there. I don't know what's going to happen. We obviously have no idea where that's going to go. But for right where I stand right now, I truly believe they should be there. Yeah. In the I, final. I just, my problem is I just don't know what to do with them. You know. <laughs> I really don't well, know yeah, what their role is. Yeah, we don't know is. where they're going with it. I, I barely know what Ian Malcolm should be doing in this movie. You know, I think I think he's just going to kind of be like a voiceover and just kind of, you know, on his own. I don't think he's going to interact too much. But I don't know. I have no idea what he's going to do. I don't know what they could potentially do. I mean... I mean do you wish he, he had a bigger role than just a cameo? I, I, I do. I, I do, yeah. Mm. Um, we are on because, the total opposite ends of all of it. Interesting. <laughs> I feel like, like sort of like Veronica said, I feel like cameos are, are almost like stunt casting. Like, like, hey, here's this guy. You remember him, right? Like, he's back. 
Let's watch, oh, see I what agree. happens. Like, I just I agree, don't... which is in my head, which is why I think the third one, hopefully they, they really tied up, which is why I'm okay with this just being a quick, exactly what yeah. you said, a little quick thing, yeah. Yeah, I guess if that happens, if they do tie things up and, and bring them together, I just don't know that that'll happen. I have no no idea, but I just don't see it happening because I don't know the reasoning. Um, mm-hmm. Because they didn't get along to begin with, like they weren't friends or anything, aside from maybe you know Ellie and Grant. But I don't see them ever coming back with Malcolm. You know, they they obviously I felt like didn't get along in, in the first well, movie, and then even the third movie is like, uh, yeah, he's a little crazy, isn't he? Yeah, okay. Like okay, the, well, what if they don't actually share a scene? They're just part of the movie in their own way, in different whatever they're doing right now. They kind of pop up in their own con- contributions, whatever they do, instead of it being like a Three Stooges coming back, kind of <laughs> musketeers, like best friends, conquering yeah. this. Like, what if they're just honestly all separate, but yet they all have something significant to offer? Yeah, I, I just don't know, because, like, I don't know what that could be. You know, I, I just I feel like you could probably do better than, uh, you know, advice from Grant at this point. You know, like he's been away from it for so long. Ellie, I mean, like, I'm not sure what kind of advice she she's going to get her husband. Uh, what's his name? Um, Degler. No, she's she's totally divorced and her and Grant are married. I don't know what you're talking about. Is she? Like, yeah, I mean, that. if he was around, like, what is she just going to get him to save the day again? Because that's apparently what happened, I guess. But you know, Ellie saved the day, but, you know, I don't see what her role is, really. I don't know. I just don't know. Yeah, I mean, the I kids, see your I don't point, know. but they, we don't, we are, we have, maybe in a, a year or even after this movie comes out, we'll have a totally different opinion. For sure. We might both have totally different opinions. Who knows? Oh, we, we can see it now. I know exactly what they're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone always asks you, so you you must know oh, yeah. exactly what happened. Yeah, as Jay said, we're the ones that know exactly what's happening. We're, we're we part of the, We're part of it. Definitely. So by being part of it, I agree that Malcolm should only have a quick cameo in this one because I, I believe and I trust and my, my soul wants it to be wrapped up. I know a lot of people probably don't want that, but I just feel like it, if this is the last Jurassic ever after this one, I feel like that should, it should be acknowledged. It should tie the two together. The, the two, two times, two moments in time should be somehow tied together. Hmm. I need that. I mean, I get Jurassic yeah. World. It makes perfect sense that no one was in that. That's it had to establish well, itself Dr. separately. Ah, but... eh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, they could have done it without him, I guess. But yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess it, he. I forget he even exists. So <laughs> that that they had established that, and then the second one here with a quick cameo. That's fine because just gently touching in on this whole different world that they created and then the third one i i want to see it all come together we don't even have any idea what's going to happen in the third one so no clue totally change well when it when uh when we know what's happening in this maybe we can uh answer this again for veronica but yeah i kind of like i just wish it was a bigger role like i was disappointed like she was to find out it was only something small now i mean it's it, this just came from like quick interview with him with empire uh podcast i believe um so uh, you know he says it's going to be a small but impactful role so we'll have to see i you know i'm sure it's going to be you know making making an, uh, an impact but 
yeah, I can't see it being big, and uh, that's unfortunate. I just feel like it should be a little bit bigger, but if you're right and they do come back, then that's okay. Small and impactful is exactly what I would want from him at this point. Now, in the third one, if they were doing that with the just him alone with a small and impactful, I, I, I don't know about that, but I, I'd want more or at least something else. But for the second one of this new rebrand, so to speak, that's enough him because he this isn't his world technically yeah yeah i mean it's not it should be their world altogether like in the third one i said but in the second one this is still the new rebrand and i don't think he should claim it so to speak he should just have his little important moment and be done with it well there it is there it is (laughs) and i'm Uh... gonna get all this hate mail no, I don't think so. I think that's a fair point. I mean, it's it's fair, but I mean, we just got to wait and see. We have no idea if a small role is good enough or not. So I, I, I'm going to say I wish it was a little bit bigger, but small it might be might be fine. Like it might be perfectly fine. Yeah. It might be just the right amount, you know? Impactful is the word, I guess. That's, yeah. that's what we want to go yeah, with. That, so. I guess that's all that matters. That it's actually, you know, he's not just kind of walking in and out of a scene. He's not, you know, doing something unworthy. He's actually making a difference. So that, that's good, I guess. Yeah. But that's it. That's all we got. If you guys have any, you know, further questions or want to write in yourself or call in, please do it. Because we're going to be doing this again in December. Um, you know, assuming we can figure it out and don't forget to, until the last day. But we'll do it. We'll get it out there. And if you want to call, you can call, let me remember, 732-825-7763. Don't be afraid. Just leave a voicemail. It's cool. It's uh, There's like a little jingle, and I think I maybe say something. I don't remember. But I'm not picking up, so don't worry. Um, Just leave a voicemail. And then you can also email us if you want to write us uh, a letter of sorts. You can uh, send it to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. Or if you want to send us like an MP3 or something like that, if you don't feel like calling that phone number, if you're like from, you know, overseas or somewhere else, um, send us an MP3 to that email and we'll definitely get it on the show. Awesome. So, Jen, where's where's everybody going to find you if they feel like, you know, bugging um, you about the you Lost World or something? If you just get enough of <laughs> my rambles, you can go to jennifer underscore lynn 89 on twitter and the bryce dallas howard network at bdh network now i feel like you always got something big is there anything coming up with uh, bdh network (laughs) at all or oh i wish there was no there's actually (laughs) nothing going on really it's a nice hiatus i mean i feel like it's just gonna everything's gonna explode here well recently i mean i just found some brand new pictures from the um, Jurassic World original photo shoot with Bryce and Chris. They're brand new and I, they just came out and there's about three of them. I yeah, started releasing them one at a time. So that's exciting. Yeah. You can go get that. You know, um, just enjoy it. Enjoy the, the relaxation because you know it's going to get out of control. I know. I mean, Bryce is already doing a thing on Sunday, so it's starting again. Oh boy. Here, Ready here to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we'll be doing this again. And if you care to listen, we'll be here in December. Yes, and send in your thoughts, questions, randomness. You like randomness. Ra- fine. Of course, randomness. That's all this is. Off the rails, randomness. Off the rails. We weren't even near the rails. No, what rails? Did you see? I didn't see the rails. <laughs> nope. 
no rails. No rails. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll see you next month. (laughs) Bye. Bye. in the audio lab we have a few things for you to enjoy i commented on most of these in the mailbag but first we're going to start off with a suite that was put together for michael giacchino's 50th birthday it was performed at the royal albert hall in london now remember those issues i talked about earlier in the mailbag segment and let's see how you feel after this so take a listen
that audio from the concert came from Sunny Bell on YouTube or at RaptorChaser17 on Twitter. Thanks for heading out there and grabbing that awesome audio. Next up, we have some audio from Empire Podcast with Jeff Goldblum discussing the size of his role in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. The question was brought up by our friend Jack Delamere, so here it is. We've asked for some readers' questions, and we got a lot. Um, oh. And Jack Delamere is asking, he's very curious Jack. about your role in uh, Jurassic World 2. Jack, um, you're curious like a cat. <laughs> yeah, he wants Jack. to know how big your role is. It's small. It's small. And who knows, even, uh, you know, I, they may cut me out entirely, you know. But if I stay in, I'll be a, a sprig of parsley or a little uh, garnish, <laughs> you know, hopefully with some some impact. <laughs> um, yeah, well, Jack Burton. Here's a clip via Radio Times of Goldblum discussing his character of Ian Malcolm. Check it out. Also soon you're back as Ian Malcolm in Jurassic World 2. Yes. Um, what's he been up to since we last saw him and what can we expect in the new film? Mm, I don't want to give anything away. You, 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 you're like my wife. She says, we're watching movies together, and she goes, what's going to happen? Are they going to, you know, I go, uh, I don't know, or if I've seen it before, I go, do you want me to tell you? Then you don't have to see the movie. I'll tell you if you want. You know? Sure. <laughs> okay, so so likewise, you're, you're, you're interested in, uh, in, in, you don't want to ruin surprise. You know, don't you love to be surprised? I do, but you could hint. You could hint. You could increase my anticipation. Oh, thank you very much. That's a good suggestion. Let me see. Well, Ian Malcolm, yes, might be back in this one. And uh, he might have something to say about the current you know, confluence of uh, circumstances around, you know, the use and misuse of technology with some wry, you know, irony, but some deep, wise, passionate conviction. He might. He might, and he might put on a nice dark bit of clothing here and there, um, and a tinted glass maybe. Uh, what's he been doing in the meantime? He opened a jazz club probably, and he's mm. been playing every Wednesday at a place called Rockwell. He calls it Rockwell. Yeah, because he does. Because what? He does rock well. He does rock well. Mm. You know, it's a clever man. There you have it. It's just a gift to hear him speak, seriously. You know, Jeff Goldblum has been making rounds due to the release of Thor Ragnarok. So he's been out there in just about every place lately. It's great to hear him. Uh, So this gets me actually super excited for his press for Fallen Kingdom. You know, it's going to be glorious. I know it. Even if his role won't be huge, we'll get plenty of Goldblum in the spotlight. Make sure to visit JurassicParkPodcast.com to find all our past episodes, brand new news articles, information on how to contact us, and much more. It's a great source for everything related to the podcast, and of course, Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. Head to JurassicParkPodcast.com and help us build a great community. Thanks for listening to the 123rd episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. Of course, a big thanks to Jen for joining me once again in the Jurassic Mailbag segment. You know, one of these days, we're going to figure out what this mailbag looks like, but today is not that day. Maybe next time. Thanks again to everybody who submitted emails and voicemails this week. You are all awesome people. I really mean that. And I 
I always love interacting with everybody, whether it's through the show or online. Keep them coming in, and you know what? Hey, why not start sending in your questions and thoughts for the next mailbag right now? If you want to interact with us, we do most of our work over on Twitter at Jurassic Park Pod. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash Jurassic Park Podcast. And our Instagram handle is at Jurassic Park Podcast. You can listen to us via iTunes, Google Play, Podomatic, YouTube, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So make sure to subscribe to automatically get new episodes every week. If you haven't already, please give us a five-star review on iTunes or a great review wherever you listen to the podcast. It will seriously help out our rankings and make it easier for fans like you to find us. We're usually spotted commenting on the Jurassic Park subreddit as Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to check out JurassicParkPodcast.com for all the links you heard here today. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us with any news stories, MP3s, comments, or if you want to debut a segment of your own, send them to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. Or you can submit questions directly on our website contact form. If you'd like to record something for the show, send it in to us and we'll feature it in an upcoming episode. If you don't have any way to record, you can give our voicemail line a call and leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Thanks for listening and enjoy. No, I'm, I'm simply saying that life uh, finds a way. Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now.